This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, it is week 62. Uh, we are here, this is Tailgate Talks, and uh, you're joining in on our Club Red portion of the show where we discuss what's going on with Texas Tech. Right now we got a little bit of football news, obviously, with signing day going on, QB choosing the wrong school, and uh, obviously a little bit of basketball going on as well. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick this episode off, uh, but before we do, make sure, follow us on uh, on. Uh, Spotify, follow us on iTunes. I, I don't know why I got caught up on that one. Uh, if you do, if you do swing by the iTunes for the podcast itself, uh, make sure you drop a, f- a five star rating, give us a good review. Uh, make sure you go and hit up our social media pages on Twitter. We're at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do swing by that YouTube channel, make sure and hit that subscribe button as well as the bell notification to be notified each time we post a new video. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. Lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure you swing by and uh, drop an email um, at the email, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Was not smooth at all today, guys. Sorry about that. But uh, I, I, I'm I'm a little flustered. I'm a little flustered with Face. the Facebook thing. It, it just threw me off, and I'm annoyed. And I'm like, I was I was so hype about that because I knew we were going to get some more people in for that. Hopefully, yeah. But it's all right, we got we got some time here. We'll we'll get yeah. it back together. We'll 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 rally. We'll rally. Uh, but for those out there listening, uh, yeah, we are trying to get off of Twitch. If you're liking to catch our live shows, uh, we're going to be either trying to move to Facebook. Maybe YouTube, uh, but we're just trying to get off of here because it's a little bit, a little bit ad heavy for the people who want to kind of catch out the catch the uh, live show or pop in and out of the live recording itself. Uh, but let's kick this off again. We got some Tex Tech football to start this out. We're gonna start this thing off right. Whoops! <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I'm off the I'm off the rhythm now. I'm off the rhythm. We'll get it back. Uh, no, guys, welcome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, Brooks. Hopefully, you had a good week. Dustin, you as well. Weekend, I guess. Uh, we're meeting back up. Definitely got plenty to talk about today, and I know y'all are on the edge of the seat to talk about signing day and uh, how we're looking. Uh, but let's start this off with the football discussion, which is Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. Uh, basically taking the money. 
Um, Brooks, kick us off here on your initial thoughts about this. I mean, obviously, this is a money grab. Uh, we, I, I feel like we got the better overall coaching staff at the exact moment, but uh, that's just kind of my take. Uh, what, what are your feelings about this? Uh, about this choice of his? Yeah, real quick. First, you're we're still can't see us on the Twitch stream. I think we're still on the load up page. We got uh, it. We got it. We got it. We got it. So. Yeah, I, I think it was strictly a money grab from him to do that. And when you're that age and someone throws a $4 million at you, uh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you take that money? So you can throw all the reasons, you know, he can make all the excuses for why he went there. But really, that's it. There's 4 million reasons that he went there. And none of them have to do with actual football. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, you know, as for, you know, the tech side of it, it was it was fun to be in the conversation. It's something that we really haven't had in a long time. Right. Maybe, you know, something we've never really had ever to be in a conversation for a prospect like this. So it was definitely exciting to have your name mentioned and it not be just at the end of the conversation, but firmly like coin flip conversation. I firmly believe that we probably had them until that last visit. And that's yeah. probably what swung them. But I mean, for our, like, from our standpoint, like we're in the fight now. <laughs> I, and I think that's, that's something that's really cool. Something that we've been craving is, is a coach who can get us in the room with some of these recruits that we normally thought we couldn't have, but you've got that you've got alumni and donors who want to get players here who are willing oh, yeah. to also try to shuck out money too. Um, not $4 million, but you know, we've got people who are motivated to get this program turned around. And so it was just really fun and exciting for all of us to, to be involved in this. And unfortunately we lose out on him, but we've got a pretty solid quarterback room. So I think you're moving forward with a great offensive coordinator and three guys who I think could win the starting job. So that's pretty cool. Very true. Yeah. That's what I think too, is like, we didn't need him. We obviously wanted him. Obviously you want the number one, quarterback number one prospect in the country but we didn't need him because of the three guys we have currently coming back and so yeah it's great but kind of sucks we got to go play him every year but whatever he'll only be there like two more years and he'll be gone so no big deal there um it's kind of interesting though that kind of segue into our uh next part is like his buddy that was rumored to be coming from minnesota still transferred here yeah, today. Was, like the rumors were like, oh, yeah, they're both coming at the same time, like call high school buddies. And then he goes to Texas. And then I was like, oh, well, we're going to miss out on that guy. Nope. He still is like, I, I like this side of it. So you're leaving cool. out. The, you're leaving a, out the best part of that rumor is some dude on Red Raider Sports was like yeah. my buddy who smokes weed or sells oh, yeah. weed or whatever in uh, South. He Lake, was half, and, right? Oh, yeah. He got 50 percent of it. So. I mean, yeah. he said like, yeah, I, I smoke weed or sell weed to one of these guys' buddies. And they said, he told me that both <laughs> of them are going to tech. It was like a very long drawn out connection, but hey, he almost had it. <laughs> he, he got part of it right. Partial credit. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny as hell. I didn't hear about that. So that part of the story. I heard I heard about yeah. the two, but I didn't hear about that. That's awesome. It kind of it popped out over the weekend. I mm. think it was like Friday or something where that uh, yeah 
where it was in, on the message boards and then somebody, you know, screenshotted it and put it out there on Twitter. And so it kind of took on a life of its own from that point. But I mean, crazy though. That's funny. That's a funny way to figure it out though. Like if, if it were to have happened that way and he ended up going to tech, like yeah. I, I feel like that would have been one of the greatest ways to like ever like sign up for joining a university. Um, but on to the next one. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about, about some ugly burnt orange quarterback, uh, disappointed with his choice. Not really disappointed, uh, or surprised really, you know, he did his, he did his thing. Um, but, uh, Texas tech definitely had a damn good signing day. I think what was it, uh, last, I, last I saw we were at 16, right? 16, uh, people had signed today. Yeah, it's been 18, 18 now. Okay. Okay. It jumped. Um, but, um, I mean, any, any, uh, any big names, any big surprises, any, uh, any initial reactions, Dustin, what are you thinking over there? Um, yeah, I'll give you like some general stuff. I know Brooks has names and numbers and whatnot. Um, uh, I listened to coach McGuire's press conference today. Yep. He had kind of a general press conference to, you know, state of the union of Texas tech recruiting. Yeah. I heard <laughs> and it was really good. That wasn't bad. Um, good 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, I mean, we jumped up from like, the 40s or 50s into 39th by the end of the day yeah 18 recruits two four stars 15 three stars um it's huge to get two four stars we flipped like three kids today that were supposed to be somewhere else uh came here we still missed out on a few we thought might flip uh, but that's okay we didn't we weren't in on them to begin with and you know with coaching change a month ago that's going to happen some kids are going to stick with where they're at um which McGuire said, and you can see by the list of who we got, we went very defensive and O-line heavy, which is great because that's two really good places to start with a team, especially a young developing team. You needed O-line help, one, so you just had to address that. Um, and defense is always good. He looked at D-line a lot. We got some D-back uh, commits from our two Oregon coaches that we got from there. Uh, one of those – flips was an Oregon commit and then we kind of stole them in the last day or two because of getting their defensive coordinator and D backs coach so that's cool um, and we're not done either I mean this is early signing day these kids still have a few months to decide where they want to go and we're going to keep he's going to keep working at that we're not stuck at 18 and we're done for the year mm -hmm. we want next year you can go get transfers or still work on some of these kids uh, that you are still talking to that are undecided um uh, I think the jump of who we got is very good and what we got on the defensive and O-line side of things. Um, you didn't take any – you took like one running back, one receiver, and no quarterbacks. But that's – and they asked Coach McGuire that today, and he said that's an attribute to what we already have. Like, Yeah. <laughs> that's just the fact that we don't need that currently right now. I'm not saying we're not going to go get one or two more of those guys, but – we don't need a quarterback right now. Like our quarterback room, he says, probably one of the best in the country, and can't hardly argue that. Yeah, those three guys. So, really good day. It was hard to keep up with, to be honest, <laughs> this morning when they start flooding in. Um, our tech athletics did a really good job of getting stuff out and graphics and all that. They always do a great job. So, really good day though. And then I know Brooks has like more specifics of some guys we got. Yeah, Brooks, uh, any, anything, any details you want to kind of get out there for us? Yeah, uh, first I just kind of want to add on to what Dustin said. I, I like 
I like that we didn't go at those positions because that also shows that uh, their confidence in some of these guys returning yeah. as well. Yeah. And so just kind of another, you know, a great job by Cumbie in keeping these guys here and then a great job by McGuire and the staff to recruiting the guys who are already playing for you, it seems like. And now I'm sure we'll have some people transfer and maybe that's when you hit the transfer pool a little bit more and try to fill some of those gaps that you lose. But yeah, here's, here's some of the guys we got today. Uh, try to give some of them a shout out here. Uh, our transfers, the guys that we've got, uh, we got three transfers that signed. We got Brady Boyd, the guy that we were just talking about, friend of Quinn Ewers, uh, transfer from Minnesota. We got Tyler Owens, who was a safety at Texas, who transferred over. And then we got Dimitri Moore, uh, who is a linebacker slash kind of nickel safety versatile defensive player who was at Vanderbilt, uh, who is related to one of the high school players that we signed today, Jalen Peoples, a three-star cornerback from Cedar Hill. Uh, people will remember him as the first signee of the Joey McGuire era yeah. at Texas yeah. Tech. So uh, him, the other two Cedar Hill kids that we all got that first uh, day, McGuire was on the job, uh, all signed today. Marion Horn, he, he's kind of the most notable guy who you got to sign. He's a four-star kid out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He's listed as an athlete, but I think he plays mostly defense, but he played some offense at high school. He's your most highly touted recruit that you were able to commit. He was a guy who signed when Wells was here, but remained faithful and loyal to his commitment with Tech once McGuire and staff came in. Joseph Adadir, one of the guys we got to flip today. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but um, that's how it looks to me. Uh, he's a three-star or four-star, depending on what List. site you're looking at. Yeah. Um, as we kind of mentioned with, like before we were talking, it's kind of like baseball rankings. You never know what ranking to believe. Like They're all over the place, but he's been a three-star, right four-star in some places, but he was a TCU flip, so that's big. Landon Hullaby. A three-star safety, four-star in some places. He is a big flip that we got today that we didn't know really until last night. I guess he told the coaches that he was going to flip from Oregon. He was one of those Oregon recruits that we got. Uh, he's a big uh, safety that we're expecting a lot of big things from from him. Of course, Jalen Peoples, Ty Canna, who is a linebacker who we got earlier. Tavares Elston's a three-star linebacker out of Alabama uh, that kind of I don't think he had a rating when we originally got him to commit, but then they sent in his tape and he came back as a three-star linebacker. But from the tape I've seen on him, this dude freaking like is a crazy looking linebacker. Like he could be a stud for you. Uh, then your defensive line, you got Trayvon McAlpine, who's a TCU flip sincere Massey, who we got from Cedar Hill, uh, Harvey Dyson, another Cedar Hill kid. And then Hutt Graham and Ben Roberts are two three-star safety and slash linebackers uh, that you also got. On the offensive side of the ball, you got Bryson Donnell, a three-star running back. I think he was a kid who was committed here under the Wells era, but you were able to keep him. Tyler King, a three-star wide receiver, and all I've seen about him is he's fast, 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 fast. And so that's exciting. Sheridan Wilson, Seth Martin, and Caden Weatherby, all three three-star linemen. Uh, that you were able to get Seth Martin, another TCU flip. So you're able to really get a lot of TCU flips in there. The uh, other guy that you thought you were going to get major Everhart ended up staying with TCU, but which was kind of a tough one. Yeah. 
it was a tough one. We, there's reporting that he had told the coaches last night that he was coming here and then this morning decided to stay at TCU. So that one was a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a hurt a little bit to lose that one. But, you know, and then two guys that who are committed but haven't signed yet, you got Eric Gray, who's a three-star lineman out of Amarillo, and then Gavin Freeman, who's a three-star receiver from Oklahoma. But there's no reporting on them, um, you know, having any concern with them leaving. They're just wanting to sign in February. So yeah, that's kind of the overall look out of all the guys that you were able to get to sign today. Sorry, that's a little lengthy, but wanted to give kind of them – you know, their own little personal shout outs here. Absolutely. But overall, just a really solid class, just full of three star guys. And the keys about these about a good coaching staff is can you take these three star players and turn them into, you know, should have been four stars, should have been five stars. Like can you bring them up and develop them? And why this is such an exciting early signing day, we haven't had one since I think like twenty fifteen, maybe even before that. It's just you have coaches that you believe that can develop them. You know, yeah. Wells Wells really committed to the transfer portal and to fill the gaps. And while that's going to help teams, you know how we always talk about the consistency, the consistency of coordinators and stuff like that. Well, getting these guys in high school, bringing them in as freshmen, having them as sophomores and juniors, that's going to help you so much more than getting a guy who's already used to one system one program or whatever and then getting him for a year yeah like getting these guys and developing them is so important to having a successful program and that's just something wells didn't do and you know mcguire comes in here and in a month takes us from a 70 70th ranked class to a top 40 class yep and so the emphasis they put on recruiting that these texas high schools and other states around us and getting these young guys in but also hitting the transfer portal when you need to yeah. Um, it, it, it's really fun to watch and it's given us something to actually be excited about on this day for the first time in f- forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what I wanted to hit on before we leave this recruiting, go to basketball was, you know, realize we just got a bunch of high school kids. So they're going to be freshmen next year. They're not going to fix and turn these thing, this thing around in right. 2022, like instantly. So have some patience with this. <laughs> don't think like, Oh my God, we haven't, we're only winning six or seven games next year. It's okay. Yeah. Let's do, let's do another top 30 class. Let's do another. Yeah. You start adding that together. Yeah. That's yeah. when it starts to come together. I was reading an article last week. I was searching for something. We averaged like in the high forties as a class since 2000. So like around the 47, 48 range, um, so we're overshooting that by almost 10, 10 spots. So like we're doing better than our average. Now yeah. Wells' average was worse. Cliffs was give or take. And Tuberville was actually better than that. Tub Tuberville was around, you know, this 30-ish range. And that was, you know, some pretty talented teams with Tuberville and that was Cliff's best teams were with Tuberville's kids. So I mean, think back on those years and who he brought in. Very, very talented NFL type talent. Let that develop, let that build, uh, oh, yeah. add some more top 30 classes, you know, on top of each other. And in yep. 2024, 20, 25, kids are going to be grown a little bit and maybe they'll produce. And also, you, you might strike out on a few of them. So don't don't hang your hat on every, all 18 of these kids are going to hit either. Yeah. No. And, and I, I don't think too many people, honestly, 
I don't feel like too many people were 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 jumping the gun with Wells until we got into this third year, into this third season. Everybody else was like, "We're gonna give him his chance." Like, in, and I was uncertain from him uh, about him to the start or from the start. Uh, way more uncertain than I w- am about McGuire currently, but I I, I do feel like. Yeah, uh, th- this is not going to be next year. This is going to be for the year after, at least. And before we'll see improvements, we may see the same result. And that'd be uh, kind of an awesome first year for him to go 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five, uh, yeah, and get um, another bowl. It all it really depends on who you're able to keep from this year moving on. You yeah. know, like once, right. once the ball game happens and then we figure out, you know, who's staying – players like Eric Azakama, Sir Roderick, like guys who could stay another year. Um, once we get that all sorted out, then you can kind of figure out where our trajectory might be next year. Because if you get some of these guys to stay around for one more year, hey, you have a pretty good outlook on it. But, yeah, asking these players to come in and immediately be impact players, no. that's a lot to ask for. Yeah. But to come in, get experience with a coaching staff who you put together that seems to be pretty great coaching staff, staff that's motivated to recruit players here, staff that laughing on Twitter about people saying they, everybody says it's hard to recruit and love it. Like this is just things that you haven't seen here in a long time. And we know it can be done. We've seen it in other sports. So to finally have a staff that's going to recruit hard here, like this is the first layer. And then can you just keep stacking it? And, And that's how you get to be a solid program. That's how you get to be like Baylor, Oklahoma state, like what they've become. And so it's a good start. Uh, one final thing I do want to point out about this, and it was the main uh, main draw to, to, to getting McGuire right, is is look how many of these names are Texas boys. Yeah, yeah. Right? They mentioned that today. I think we had at one point like eleven it, or twelve out of fourteen or fifteen. It, that was it's, the it's over. But yeah, it's only made. four. It's only four in this entire list that are not from texas and that's only yeah, going to grow out of 18, and yeah, that's awesome. like that is that is phenomenal and that's what we were really hoping out of him was for him to have some pull from all of the texas talent that comes yeah. that that tends to leave this state for bigger yeah. schools or whatever and that was one of the main things that i kind of saw going up and down this list and stuff i was like no wait texas 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 he's doing yep. he's doing his part like hell yeah mm-hmm. um but pumped for it. Obviously, uh, we're gonna keep uh, keep you guys at home or listening updated as we hear more news about it, or we'll probably just share a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the the posts put out from tech from tech football. But uh, we'll we'll have some more updates for you guys next week on that. Uh, big news, I guess, uh, if you want to call it big news. We've never put too much emphasis on early rankings, but uh, we do got to kind of mention it a little bit here where uh, Texas Tech finally breaks into the top 25 with that win over number 13, Tennessee, breaks the top 25 in, in the uh, AP polls. Uh, I'm excited about it, but I'm not, like, investing a ton into it, if that makes sense. Like, we still got a lot of season left to go. There's going to be wins. There's going to be losses. But uh, any any Brooks kind of first – will let you know when they are uh, – they should be ranked, when they've earned that. Brooks will let you know. <laughs> Because a lot of times he hates when we're ranked because then we play like shit the next game. Play like yeah. we did last, last night. <laughs> See, Brooks will let you know when we yeah. should be ranked or not. <laughs> um, so apparently Brooks doesn't like the ranking too early so far. Well, we're not I don't, I know. not 25 worthy yet. What, what, what are you thinking it. over there? No, 
No, like it's nice to be ranked and nice to have your team recognized as like one of the top 25 teams in the country. Yeah. Um, it is frustrating when you look back and think about the Providence loss and how you should be undefeated right now. And then you have this game fresh on your minds where you played a horrible second half um, and let a team kind of get confidence against you. That should have never been yeah. close to you last night. So like, it's definitely good to get that game out of the way after getting ranked, I guess. But yeah, you know, the way I explained it was like, there wasn't anything really good about last night. There also wasn't anything really bad about last night. I mean, it was kind of a game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like you had a pretty good first half and then kind of a man second half. Yeah. And also TJ didn't play. He just had back spasms. Hopefully he'll be fine for Saturday. He also kind of sat a lot of starters and gave some backups some quite a few minutes. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, um, yeah, man, maybe did. maybe Adams was just kind of taking this as the opportunity to get some of those top 25 type jitters out. Saturday, so, yeah, you don't want to waste a lot of t- energy with your big guys. Sure. Your, not your big guys. Like your top, top guys on Arkansas State when Gonzaga is your next opponent. Yeah. Um. But I, I I still think overall it's a plus. Uh, it's it's good to get a little bit of recognition or to be in the spotlight like one, a little bit. The one take I had from just from last night was I think kind of talked about it last week. Like Adonis Arms is he's on the way up. Like he's he's starting to figure some things out and figure his shot out. Um, he's he's gonna be a big contributor. He can keep this up. I like what he's been giving us the last two weeks. Yeah, he did good. He had fifteen and fifteen points last night on. Like what's five or six shooting? shooting Yeah, had a two second on the shot clock corner three. That was pretty dope. Like he had a really good game. Yeah, a nice little put back. There we go. Yeah, he's been coming up the last couple weeks, so that's that's nice. Um, Yeah, I mean, last night was definitely last night was definitely one of those. You've had some tougher competition. And now I think you're thinking this is lesser competition and maybe, you know, you got up on him at half. TJ didn't play in the second. Maybe you relaxed a little bit and then, you know, you let him come back on you. They were, of course, just jacking up threes left and right and they were going in. Uh, So that's kind of what's going to happen there. But overall, you know, you got the win and you had nice performance from Kevin McCuller. He had 21 points, five rebounds, four assists. Dustin already mentioned Adonis, who had probably his best game as a Red Raider so far. Uh, And he had some other, you know, decent performances. Bryson Williams looked more like the Bryson Williams from the start of the season rather than the one we saw last couple games. Um, Kevin O'Banner was kind of like a no-show last night. But, I mean – it was a win, but it's nothing that gets you confident about going up against a top five Gonzaga team. So that's the only thing I was thinking about last night is I wanted to see our offense kind of more in rhythm. Uh, and it didn't really look that way for, you know, the whole second half, a, lo- a little bit better in the first half, but still there's, there's so many times that it's hard for us to get a bucket and create offense. And it's so, so hard when you don't have a true point guard, Malik Wilson's hurt. Clarence and Donnelly is clearly not Clarence meant for that role. So you're half, you're kind of stuck with Kevin McCuller, Davion Warren, Adonis Arms, TJ when he's healthy. Like you're kind of stuck with a just 
throwing random guys as a point guard. And unfortunately that's none of their true position. And so until we figure out, until we figure that out, it's just going to be hard because right now it just seems like we're, we can't really get that offense humming the way it needs to be. And so that's just going to kind of always be your holdback, especially when you get into a tough big 12 conference that everybody plays really damn good defense. So it's just something that keeps rearing its head. One of the biggest problems is Kevin McCullough can't get the ball up the court. Mm -mm. Like there were so many times in that second half, they just put one guy on him at full court and it took him eight seconds to get up the court and then four to get us into the offense. And now half the shot clock's gone and we have like 15 seconds to do something. Mm -hmm. Dude, just get the ball up the court or give it to somebody else that can, because they're not going to pressure everybody. It's an adjustment. They can pressure Kevin and he can't get it up. Like they would hand it off to Davion or, uh, arms and they would just walk the ball up because no one's on it like, just do that if that's what they want us to do yeah. who cares i don't care who like it's the offense just get the ball up the court it's so frustrating because you you already have seen it every team that we have played has done the exact same thing because they've seen hey this takes them eight seconds it takes mccullough eight seconds to get it across half court yeah and then it takes them another now they only have 17 seconds to try yes. to get what basic offense they have going and so like Providence did it. Tennessee did it. Arkansas State did it. I can only imagine every single team that we play down the road is going to keep doing the same thing. So we've got to figure out something to combat it with like, yeah, have the inbounder, help them out (laughs) and and get the ball down so you can run whatever, you know, motionless offense you have, but you have at least a little bit more time to not do anything on offense. Let's talk about that real quick. I've been sick of the Give it to Weave. TJ on the in on the wing, and he stand there for five seconds. Yeah, offense. like what? What is that? We did it against Tennessee and Providence, and then we did it in the first half against Arkansas State. Like, what are we doing? I understand he can do things with the ball. A lot of people can't, but we're not running an offense. We're just having him stand there and then do whatever with it. Let let him make the play. It's either him or McCuller. Yeah. Like they're both do the same thing. And I don't really know what, yeah, I don't know what it is. I was talking with my dad and uh, one of his friends about it. He was like, I think they're like scared to do stuff on offense. Like, I don't, I don't know. And, and it's kind of something I've thought about, you know, that Chris level goes and talks to Mark Adams at halftime is yeah. like good first half. And Mark Adams is like, Oh, that's your opinion. And, you know, one of the best things about the coach who formerly coached here was he was going to be really, really hard on you. But he was also like rejoiced in your success. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if Coach Adams is just way too hard on these guys and sometimes needs to be like the coach that, you know, celebrates some of their success and isn't always so hard on them. Yeah. Like he's always been a guy. I've heard, you know, stories of my dad, you know, kind of knows Coach Adams well. Coach Adams hooked us up with tickets from time to time in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad has a decent relationship with him. And, you know, he'll talk to him and Coach Adams will be like, oh, we're negative this, negative that. And I, I you know, I, I love the coach death and I think he's a great coach and he's a mastermind on defense. But I think there needs to be a little give and take sometimes like reward players. And, and maybe that makes them a little more comfortable in the offense to take that open shot instead of passing it up again and, and, and help them play a little more freely out there. Um, it's no major criticism of him, but, you know, he is pretty hard 
and and that's how he coaches. That's how I've known him my whole life is a guy like that. But you know, sometimes there's got to be a little give and take, a little celebration here or there yeah, when you do something right. Yeah. yeah, it'd be good to reward success as always. I mean, everybody needs that psychologically. Uh, and and maybe you're right. Maybe they're just in an odd headspace offensively, which. Uh, unfortunately in basketball, you, you, you got the, yeah, you're missing shots. It stays with you. Like, yeah. I mean, look at Malik Wilson that last game, he messed up once and then he was done, done the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, you know, Bryson Williams misses a couple of bunnies and then he can't get himself back, mm-hmm. back going. So I, I don't really know what it is. It's just something I've kind of noticed and Might it's be. his demeanor on the sideline. He's a pretty calm coach. So I, I don't know. He's Quiet. not like yelling at him or anything like that, but He's it's little, still something. He, he, he's a little quiet. He's a little quiet. Like he's not very. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, he's definitely the opposite of what we had before. He's not the rah rah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. But uh still believe in him. We're still gonna. We're still gonna ride this. Love oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not but, trying to be like an. Like yeah, yeah. Saying he's a bad coach. I just something that I've noticed and something that I'm. It, it seems like we're timid on offense. Seems like very we true. we have open looks and we pass them up and we don't have a lot of guys who are just like, I'm going to go get a bucket right here, right yeah. now. And like, like just have that confidence. So it's just like, I'm going to go for this. I've hit this stroke and this shot a thousand times, but and like all of these dudes were leading scores on their teams last year. So, you know, they can get buckets, you know, they have that confidence. So yeah. it's just weird. Cause that you're not seeing it's, it's something that you're not really seeing from them right now. Yeah. And I think that's what I I've noticed a lot. These last three games. Well, we're definitely going to need the confidence going into this next game. Uh, we, we are playing in Phoenix, Arizona on Saturday. The game's at noon uh, central if you're wanting to kind of tune in and watch that on CBS. But uh, we're going up against number five, Gonzaga. Uh, they were undefeated all last season and uh, uh, all the way through the uh, through the tournament. They did pretty good all the way up until, uh, up until late. But... Um, Confidence is going to be kind of a key factor here for us. Uh, defensively, I think we do okay. Uh, we, we, we kind of actually are, are a little bit better than uh, on that. But, um, Brooks, what, what, what's your initial thoughts about this Gonzaga game? Yeah, I, I just hope that we compete. It feels like we're talking about football or something. But I just <laughs> hope that we show up competitively in this game and and, and keep it close. Don't get blown out. Like this is a really good team. They've blown out, you know, they blew out UT. They blew out UCLA. Uh, they've got Drew Timmy, who's, you know, a favorite to win the best player in college basketball, uh, who averages 18 points a game. They got the freshman phenom and Chet Holmgren, who's like the lankiest, tallest SOB out there. Uh, he averages 13 and eight. So, you know, there's a lot of star power on this team, so it's going to take a really solid defensive effort from you. I think you're the kind of team that gets up for these. Like, if you noticed, our defense was much better against Providence and Tennessee than it was against yeah. Arkansas State yeah. last night. So I think we're a team that gets up for these types of games. But I'm just looking at offense. Who's going to get you buckets when you need to? Who's going to keep you in the game if things seem to be getting out of hand? Do you have an answer on that end? And so far this season, I just – we haven't seen it really, and especially against an opponent like this, like you're going to need to be able to create some offense. So that's just the end of the floor that I'm looking at. I think we'll be able to give them a decent defensive performance, but offensively, who's going to score and who's going to you know, keep you around if this game starts to kind of slip through your fingers? Very true. Uh, Dustin, any, any kind of anything you want to kind of add to that? Because, I mean, 
uh, statistically, there's a lot of similarities here, but they've faced a, a, a couple yeah. more hard op- opponents than we have. Um, what, what are you thinking over there? This one was, yeah, like Brooke said, compete. You just got to do the things you do well. I mean, muddy this game up on defense like we did for Tennessee. Right. And Providence. But, I mean, can we rebound against this tall, lanky, experienced team? I mean, they got two guys that average six and a half, and Chet averages eight. I mean, he's tall and long, so – they're going to be a problem on the rebounding side. You know, they're coached well. I mean, they've been a top 10 team for the last give or take 10 years, basically. Yep. Um, so they're going to do things really well. And then, yeah, if TJ's back, that's great for some offense and some clutchness. But if he's gone, oof, yeah, that's going to really hurt, hurt us um, in a big way. So can you do things well and muddy it up and rebound Yeah, is what I'm looking for. Um, so, I mean, uh, not to kind of jump the gun here a little bit too much, but I mean, any, any kind of predictions y'all are thinking out of this? I mean, uh, I know, I know it's kind of hard no. to, because we don't, we, we haven't really been consistent enough on, on, on offense, I'd say to throw out a prediction, but, um, I mean, realistically, what, what are you kind of thinking is going to happen here, Dustin? I don't know, but Chet Holmgren's having averaging four blocks a game. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, am, I imagine my prediction is we'll like help him set the record for blocks because <laughs> our offense loves nothing more than a guy who's going to block our shots and we'll just continually attack him <laughs> and he'll just have a field day out there. Yeah, look at this. Our, our, our team averages 2.9 and yeah, watch like averages 5.9 on blocks. Santo Silva is going to try to score so many times on Holmgren and never even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't how, have a prediction. I'm just guy? hoping for seven, good seven, game competition and maybe keep it within ten or so. Is he like just like yeah, a really athletic seven footer. That's what I was. He's like one of the top high school recruits. Jesus, seven supposed to be four, I think. Uh, seven, foot, can shoot it seven foot, seven foot, one ninety five. Can handle yeah. the ball, can shoot, can play defense, all those good things that you need. Yeah, I'm with Dustin. I, I think just. I don't really have a prediction, but you know, for me leaving this game, if we're in single digits, yeah. I, I would think that's a pretty damn good performance from us. Cool. So I just hope we do enough things to keep us competitive and um, maybe figure some things out offensively. What that would be nice. Yeah, I, I, I I'm kind of with you guys on that one. Uh, this is going to be a really tough opponent. They're bringing back. They they brought back a lot of their good talent, and so um, we can. Hopefully we'll see kind of uh, 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 maybe maybe some people really step up under the spotlight. I mean, that's kind of why we brought a lot of these people here was because they were that spotlight character at their team before. And I think this might be that moment for them to to kind of really show what they're capable of. But potential, obviously, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I think that does kind of wrap up Club Red Force this week, guys. Uh, anything else you want to kind of talk about tech-wise? We're looking good? Yeah. Sweet. Well, guys, uh, if you are listening live, make sure you do stick around. we got the tailgate coming up soon, but that does wrap up this episode of Club Red and Tailgate Talks. We will catch you guys next week for a little bit more, uh, obviously, but uh, make sure you do swing by and follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you hit up the socials uh, at tailgate underscore talks. And uh, if you ever want to, go hit up our personal accounts, Dustwimmer at Dustwimmer22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Block where the L is one. And uh, until then, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Here it goes.
Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! 